Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Episode 35. Hey guys, sorry. Uh, been kind of MIA lately with um, producing a podcast. Season ended and I kind of took a little break. I thought it was uh, a good time to do that. We'll probably take another break soon. Uh, summertime, off-season, uh, some of the preseason games have ramped up, obviously. So I wanted to do a quick episode for you folks uh, that have been kind of itching for an episode. Going to kind of do a high-level observation and kind of discussion today on a few things in the hobby um, that are, uh, I don't want to call them concerning, but potentially could be, uh, or something that you should take note of. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned today. Uh, hope, glad you guys are here listening. Glad you guys are still following. Uh, if you're not following me on uh, Instagram yet, at Special One Cards, S P E C I A L O N E Cards. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, but I rarely use that platform. So hit me up on IG with any questions, um, anything you want to talk about. Happy to answer them there. So let's get into today's episode. The first thing I'm going to cover today is the national. Uh, the second piece I want to talk about is the autographed cards, particularly in the soccer market. And then lastly, kind of a high-level observation of what's to come in the next few weeks. So um, glad you guys are here. Glad you guys have been patient. This is episode 35. Looking for a really good episode here. Glad you guys are, are tuning in again, too. Uh, we all need some rest, and I needed a little break from this to focus on some work. And with the new baby, there's been quite a bit of... Uh, work in terms of those months ramping up with his sleeping habits. He is sleeping very well now, um, normally about 7.30 till about 5 in the morning. A lot of people have told me I'm very lucky to have that at this point. So just turned four months, so let's get into it. All right, all right, all right. Let's kick it off here. I want to talk a little bit about the National. For those that have DM me about that, sorry, that's a quick kind of stretch and yawn. Um, I am not going to be at the national and I'm going to tell you why, uh, not that I don't want to be there. I would love to be there to meet some of you guys, uh, and, and ladies as well. Um, to talk soccer cards, talk the soccer market, talk the sport overall and really have fun and kind of put some, uh, names with faces, right? Uh, that's kind of always been, uh, one of the things I've really enjoyed when I do travel to some of the bigger shows or larger shows. Uh, I went to Dallas. That was like a little over a year ago or a little under a year ago now. Um, so yeah, I am not going to the national. Unfortunately, I was kind of put in a position where I had to make a decision and I, and I would probably venture to say that a hundred percent of my listening audience would probably make the same choice I made. So here was a dilemma. I could have gone to Chicago, right? Paid 400, 300 bucks a night for a hotel. Uh, if I had planned better, I could have planned it uh, back earlier this year. Um, stayed for two or three nights, um, spent another, what, 1000 to 1500 bucks on food, spent another, what, two to 3K on cards. Normally, I don't do that anyways. Um, but that was option one. Option two was going to Portugal, 
uh, for two weeks in August um, coming up. Uh, and for those that know where I live, uh, no, my cards are not going to be at the house. A lot of the stuff is involved. So don't try breaking in and finding this stuff. You're not going to find it. But anyhow, so option two, like I said, was uh, spend two weeks in Portugal. Uh, I haven't been there in a while, obviously, because of the pandemic and things of that nature. Uh, I haven't even seen my parents' new home that they have there. Um, for those that don't know, my parents had retired there uh, a few years back, uh, I think maybe six or seven years ago now. And they live a nice retired life. They basically are uh, self-dependent. The only thing they buy is fish, meat, and uh, cleaning supplies at the store. Other than that, they grow everything. They press their own olive oil. Uh, they have hazelnut trees. They have olive, olive trees. They have peach trees, apple. They have everything. So they're really self-sustainable. Uh, they're enjoying retirement. Uh, and most of all, they enjoy being home, which is Portugal for them. They had spent... Uh, what, 40 years here in the United States. And my dad was one of those guys that worked 80 hours a week for 40 years, 35 years. So good on him to, um, you know, be enjoying that life over there where it's a little more laid back and enjoyable. Um, they do come every year to the United States uh, for the Christmas holiday season. They spend about a month and a half, two months here normally. So they will see the baby then. But uh, we wanted to, uh, me and my wife, I'm talking, uh, we wanted to, uh, get the baby over to them before they show up during Christmas. As we know, these babies grow so quickly, they change so quickly, etc. So we felt like this was a really good opportunity, uh, to head over there minus the flight costs. Obviously they're really expensive during the summer between that renting a car, etc. Uh, but again, we have a free place to stay. Um, so it's great. Uh, we're going to be doing some nice, uh, day trips and maybe overnight trips around uh, Portugal, obviously a smaller country, so you can drive some places. Uh, a little challenging, a little, probably going to be a little more challenging with a baby. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But anyways, we are, uh, I am going to Portugal. That is a reason why I'm not going to the national um, family first, obviously. Uh, but next year, I promise I will be in Cleveland, uh, not as a dealer, but I, I you know, I want to walk the floor and do that type of thing. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the national um, obviously, I'm really excited for my trip to Portugal. Uh, the Nationals being held this week in Chicago. Hope everyone that's going that knows me and that I interact with. I hope you guys all have a great time. If you guys find any cards that would be kind of up my alley, make sure you DM me uh, on Instagram. Or if you have my phone number, some of you guys do, shoot me a text. Uh, maybe we can work out like a finder's fee or something like that. Um, but my advice, if I was going to the National, here's what I would do. Um, I would do exactly what I did in Dallas, which was stay away from the cases. Don't look in cases. You're probably not going to find any good deals. Uh, you might uh, be able to haggle. But I would primarily, especially with the soccer market, I would go through the the value boxes, really. Look for uh, upcoming prospects that are, you know, that are kind of uh, ready to kind of pop off. Uh, and when I talk about those players, uh, you could go back and listen to some of my other podcasts. You, some of those guys are probably going to be coming to that level this 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 season coming up. So it might present a really good opportunity. So, you know, look for that stuff. Obviously, um, that's really important, uh, and and it's fun. Sometimes you can find some really nice treasures hidden in those in those boxes that uh, you might not even know existed, or you were kind of like, how did this card end up here in this value box? So, that's what I would do. Um, Second thing I would do, try to network, meet a bunch of people, meet as many people as you can, uh, interact with those folks. You know, you probably follow each other already on Instagram. 
don't go to an event like this without actually interacting with other folks. It's really important to do that. Um, you know, network people in the hobby are out to help you generally uh, in terms of, you know, uh, what you collect or what you're looking for. Um, and the market's kind of changed, really. It's become kind of a collector-driven market at this point. Um, there's not a lot of flippers, I don't think. I mean, there still is. Obviously, I still move some stuff, too, uh, when I can, um, which leads me to another thing. If you're selling any stuff, uh, make sure you guys try to wait out till the national is over, um, especially because people aren't going to buy online. They're trying to save for the national. Uh, I did some, like, preliminary analysis using card ladder to kind of identify some trends and just so you guys know and this is across all sports cards um generally after the national in august uh sports cards sales go up on ebay between 15 and 20 percent so that's a clearly an indicator that's really kind of stating that you know um don't be selling your cards like before the national or during national there's not going to be as many eyes on those things um get ready to kind of post them up in August or as soon as the month begins, or as soon as the national is over. So take that into consideration. Um, so that's kind of point three, I guess. Point four is, you know, enjoy yourselves, have fun. Uh, this is a hobby. Uh, don't take it too serious. You know, again, I think that goes with the networking piece of it. If you, you know, find some people that you've interacted with online and have never met them before, make it a point to actually introduce yourself face to face. I think that's really kind of crucial and important to enhance the relationship you might have with that person or person. So uh, really recommend that. Uh, I my my industry knowledge in terms of just talking industry knowledge in general uh, was in the trade show and convention space for a long time. I don't really work in that field anymore, but I do help my organization kind of plan those events now. Um, that was a huge thing uh, for people uh, where I worked was being able to network on site with people, have that face-to-face -face interaction, why it's so important. So keep that um, in mind, uh, into consideration when you are meeting with people, um, you know, uh, be your true self. Generally, we try to be our true selves online, but we, we can't always be. Sometimes we're different people. And sometimes those people that you think are who they were, they're not. So, um, you know, uh, make it a point to really spend some time with some folks. Um, you know, value box hunting with somebody else can be a lot easier, especially if you're both collectors and looking for stuff. So uh, I encourage that. Um, and, um, you know, I know some folks going, which is great. I'm really jealous. But again, I'm going to ask the question again. Where would you? I'm going to put a poll on. If you're listening to this on Spotify, I'm going to put a poll in there just to see what people's reactions are. Would you rather go to the national for three, four days, or would you rather go to Portugal for two weeks? So um, the other thing about Portugal is actually I'm going to try to see if I can surprise my dad uh, and take him to the Super Cup game. So we have Porto. Uh, FC Porto and uh, Benfica playing in the Super Cup game on the 9th, I believe, which I think is a Wednesday. So I'm going to try to surprise him uh, and see if he wants to go to the game. I have to kind of ask him and not just surprise him and take him to the game because he's so, like, dependent on his what he's doing with the crops and growing things. But, again, the game's kind of at night, so maybe I just buy the tickets and say, screw it. The question will be there. The challenge will be, do I bring my son and my wife with us too? And my mom, uh, I think my mom would love to go. Obviously she's a big kind of football fan now too. Uh, she has been for a while, another Benfica supporter. Um, my wife could be a good experience for her. 
Uh, and for my son, it would be his first soccer game uh, at four months old. So um, what do you guys think? Should I do it? Uh, maybe I'll put that poll up too. It'd be really fun. Really, really kind of a great game to go to. Uh, it's going to be actually played on neutral ground in Avedo, which is, um, I think it's about, I want to say 35, 40 minutes south of Porto. Um, and I think about maybe two and a half hours north of Lisbon. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. It's been a while, so don't knock me on my kind of uh, distance. I know I have a lot of listeners in Portugal, which is great. So um, that's that. That's a national. So have fun if you're going. If you guys do run into cards that uh, potentially I'd be interested in, let me know. Maybe I'll give you guys a finder's fee or uh, give you a price, and maybe you can haggle and, and make some extra money. So be really interested to see what you guys can come up with. All right, so next thing I'm kind of, I'm going to make this kind of brief, not very long. Um, I'm really kind of, uh, I wouldn't say agitated. Uh, I'm more concerned uh, with what's going on in the soccer market with these autos. There's a lot of autos coming up um, for for a lot of players, different players, right? Um, And I feel like uh, the market's really saturated. So some of my strategy in terms of acquiring autos are acquiring first issued autos. So the first time a player might have an auto the first year. If you look at Messi and Ronaldo prices, and I didn't go back and kind of run this report or try to do a data crunch on it, but it could be my next data crunch on this. If you look at early Ronaldo, early Messi kind of autos, those sell for a lot more than current ones. So take that into consideration. So I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, you have Rafael Leon autos that are coming out in tops chrome nuts it's second year i think they've done it uh, so there's a bunch of different autos um you know this is kind of a high level view i would be really kind of uh concerned or um be uh more focused on kind of first year autos issued for a player um because i think ultimately the way the market's going and the saturation of autographs i think lower numbered cards that don't have autos are going to be more desirable. Uh, I really think that. And I've been talking about this for over a year now. So this is not news to you guys that have listened to this podcast before, but I'm really kind of concerned about that. Now, if you're a collector, it doesn't matter. And the example I can give you is in the hockey market, they don't care. So like a rookie, uh, for those that do not hockey products, Upper Deck has a product that comes out every year. It's called the uh, Upper Deck SP Authentic. It's a hockey product with uh, they have the rookie autos in there. They're called future watches um, and they're numbered to 999. Now what they do differently is instead of numbering certain ones to 50, uh, the ones that are inscribed. So a player will inscribe an auto on those cards and they're all on cards. There's no stickers, which is even better. Um, the ones that are inscribed are actually only 50. Uh, there's no designation on the card because they'll still say of 9999, but that market does realize that inscriptions are of 50. So, if you don't collect hockey, if you don't know hockey, there's kind of a little lesson there. But the guys that are, you, you think about uh, players that are uh, like the Cole Caulfields of the world of nine ninety nine. Um, I think those are selling for like $1,500, the regular ones, uh, autos. So, you know, the hockey market's a very collector-driven market where the soccer market, and the concern here is that the soccer market isn't as collector-driven. Uh, and some people are going to hate me for saying that, but I really think this is true because we... Uh, I do it too. I sell certain players to buy other players that I want to have my PC. Um, but hockey is different. Uh, people uh, hold cards and they don't sell them and they hold on to them. They buy them at whatever price they want to. Uh, but that's that's a fine example. And of nine ninety, imagine if there was an of nine hundred ninety nine auto for a rookie soccer player. 
there is no way even the top guy would sell for you know fifteen to to two thousand dollars, and it happens in hockey. So, you know, that's just kind of a, a comparison there on why these some sports card markets are very different from each other, and you have to take that into consideration. So, I would be very careful in terms of uh autos and what you're buying again if you're a collector it doesn't matter to you uh for me right now i'm trying to buy antonio silva autos out of inception i bought one the other day a green of 99 uh shout out to mgk collectibles and shout out to football breaker for kind of coordinating that deal uh and then i made the mistake the other night i found another green one online and when it was at australia and i thought it was another auto another green like like i need another one i already have one i don't need it um but i bid on it i ended up winning it and i totally botched it because it wasn't even an auto it was just a base uh so i i think i may have overpaid i don't know it was probably it was like 30 something bucks maybe i didn't do too bad maybe i'll try to collect the rainbow or something but it wasn't an auto so um you know again watch what you're buying and make sure you check those ebay listings don't make the mistake i just made uh, on a card that i probably didn't even want but i bought that silva recently it's an auto out of inception this first issued auto out of a product so um, for me, that's important. It might be important for you. I mainly collect rookie cards. Um, some stuff I have that aren't rookies because I love the cards. Uh, but mainly for me, a lot of the guys I collect are rookies. Um, and I think those rookie card autos are going to be important to have. Uh, and especially for players that do not sign after a given amount of time. So you'll see some players might stop signing for certain uh, companies eventually because uh, for whatever reason, they're not getting paid enough or they may be... Um, you know their obligation or their or their contract they had they didn't like it so or they become a star and they you know they want to push for more so um so just think about that i think that's important to kind of uh reflect on before you make those purchases on autographs in the soccer market primarily all right kind of the last uh section of this podcast for today i wanted to kind of do another podcast i'll probably have one next week as well um before i kind of get going on my time off in portugal maybe i'll do one from there too as well uh possibly i may even go live while i'm in portugal a few times i think that might be fun to do to kind of give you guys a lay of the land on what's going on there um you know i doubt there are really any hobby shops there if there are uh my portuguese uh people will let me know um but high-level view of what's going on in the soccer market, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I think it's important to kind of reflect back. We've had a lot of transfers this summer. And it seemed like, uh, for me personally, uh, the transfer market's been very active, but it hasn't had, it hasn't had that uh, kind of, let's say, exciting piece to it. Uh, I feel like in prior years, we there was more optimism, more excitement. Um in the hobby when there was transfer and i just haven't seen that this year it's kind of an interesting um thing that's going on i'm not sure why why that's the case but um in looking at and i'm a lot of my data here i'm going to look at kind of uh card ladders um card ladders kind of metrics and how to calculate things you know i want to look at the soccer index uh thus far uh, so the last three months, I mean, that's not really kind of a good indicator because May was kind of uh, that we were still kind of in season. So, but either way, here we go. Last three months, soccer's down almost twenty percent, so it's about down nineteen point seven five percent. The last month, we've seen it kind of stabilize. It's down uh, about four point eight nine percent, and then in the last two weeks, it's down another almost five percent at four and a half percent. So. 
Soccer market has kind of, I feel like it's bottomed out. I'm not totally positive. Uh, I mean, a year ago, um, <laughs> this is kind of depressing. A year ago, the market's down 48% from a year ago. So, you know, the national will present you guys with a lot of opportunity to possibly buy some really interesting cards at really good prices. Uh, I did notice that there are a lot of people selling stuff, uh, even on Instagram. Um, I put some stuff up. Uh, and I've moved some things at those prices, uh, and those prices are usually, uh, well under, um, I think comps, or if they're not even, sometimes they don't even have a comp because they're a pop one, but, um, ultimately a lot of that stuff doesn't sell on Instagram. So I have to go to eBay and to just give you guys perspective, uh, when I go to eBay with those cards, they sell for more than they would have on Instagram, you know, usually about 10 to 15% more. So, um, you know, you know, you look at that in fees. Yeah, it's about the same if I sold on Instagram, but I'd rather fall into collector's hands. And sometimes they're, I actually make a little bit more. I'm probably wrong there. It's 25 to 30%. Um, they sell for more on eBay. So eBay is still kind of the big one spot where there's more eyes uh, in what you're in, what people see and who's looking at it, etc. Again, for the next kind of week for this week, uh, I would avoid posting on eBay. People are focused on the national. Um, but I could be wrong, too. You could have something that's a unique piece uh, that might sell on eBay for far more than you thought uh, due to maybe some of the folks like me and others that aren't going to national where we can try to find opportunity to kind of buy. So, you know, think about those things when you're kind of um, looking at the market uh, landscape. I don't think there's much more room for the market to fall. Uh, and, you know, I am in the hockey market, too, and even hockey – uh, hockey is down too, right? Um, not as significant as, um, you know, over the last year, hockey's only down 10%. Uh, over the last three months, hockey's only down 7%. Over the last month, hockey's actually up almost 1.6%. And even over the last two weeks, there's been about a half a percent growth in hockey. So hockey's going through the same thing as soccer. It's in its off season, but that market's still growing. So you know, I think I had mentioned that a year ago when I started the podcast that I think it's good to diversify. Obviously, as some of you have, and I know that um, they've diversified or you guys probably have diversified before. I, I myself have always been kind of in the hockey area. Uh, so it's nice to see that uh, in terms of the hockey market it helps me kind of sustain my soccer, my soccer stuff. So um Few things, kind of, uh, and again, I, like I said, it's a very high level kind of podcast, not as focused as normal. Uh, the next few episodes, hopefully, I can get one out done uh, before um, I get going out of the country. Uh, but I want to go back and look at my first episode I've ever done, um, which was a year ago, uh, and look at the players that I had talked about and see what the progression was like this past season, and then identify some new players to look at. Um, over the coming season uh, that that may or may not have cards. So uh, I want to kind of get some of those players on your minds, uh, even if they don't have cards yet. That way you guys know who they are and what to expect or what to possibly uh, be waiting for uh, for the releases that will come out later on uh, in the spring or in the early summer next year. We'll see what, what happens with that. But um so I want to be able to kind of do a recap review of the, kind of the year uh, and the players that I was watching, the players that I advised a little bit uh, about last August, and then do kind of a new uh, 
tracking uh, of some other players to kind of think about for the year to come. So again, I appreciate you guys kind of tuning in. Sorry, this episode is not as focused. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it's not as obviously as great as normally it is. I like to think this is a great episode. I like to think this is the number one um, football podcast in the uh, world in, in North America. Uh, um, you know, I'm going to call myself a unique, the most unique soccer podcast in the world. So, yeah, I thank you guys. Don't remember to follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. Uh, looking forward, I you know I welcome more interaction. Please send me in questions. Please send me, uh, and maybe we'll create a mailbag kind of for these next few episodes to kind of be able to look at some players and talk about those players and that type of thing. And I think I'll have some guests coming up. So. This is probably going to be, uh, this is episode 35. It's kind of the end of season one, right? So we made it through one season, which is fantastic. Season two will begin with the next one where we kind of do a recap of last year's rookies that I picked in my first episode to look at and start kind of with that uh, aspect. So guys, again, thank you for the support this year. Thank you for the support and everything you guys do. Thank you for following me on Instagram. Follow me there. Check out my Twitter, even though I don't use it very much. Um, a lot of big things coming up, uh, hopefully, after my two weeks off. Um, we got some really interesting things coming up in the pipeline. So looking forward to hearing from all of you. Looking forward to your feedback. Um, again, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at special one cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online, something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more. Again, thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it.